This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week's show is another blab conversation that I had with Steve Dotto and Mike Vardy in front of a live audience on a Wednesday morning. And we talk about Evernote. We talk about what we use it for, how we've got it set up, and a lot of the different things that you can do to train it to be best used by you. On top of how to get started using it or start using it fresh again. If you've used it before and maybe fallen off the wagon or if you've been using it all along but just been throwing trash in there basically and you don't really want to open up that closet and take a look and see what's in there. We've got some ideas for how to deal with that as well. In other words, digital organization using Evernote. We actually even talk once or twice about Transpose, which... I have to pause and say thank you again to Transpose for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Transpose is similar to Evernote in a few ways, but more specific in the fact that it can organize your data for business or personal with structure more so, I think, even than Evernote, to be quite honest. The beauty of Transpose is the fact that it has these templates that you can start from. And that you don't have to start with nothing. You can start by jumping right in after you create your free account into Transpose's public library, especially in the featured collections where you can see curated lists of the best and most creative templates in Transpose. Everything from business, journaling, education, productivity. That's why you're listening to this show. Once you grab some of those shared public library templates, you can get right to work filling in your information and organizing it. And it's like jumping in with training wheels and then realizing you don't need them, to be honest. So you really ought to check out Transpose. You can check it out over at beyondthetodolist.com slash transpose. Again, if you jump in and start using it, let me know which templates you are using. I would love to hear back from you and take a look at what you're using. I hope to share a collection of my Transpose templates coming soon. I'd like to welcome everybody to this week's Productivity Power Panel with Mike Vardy, Eric Fisher, and myself, Steve Dotto. We are going to chat about all things productivity-related. And if you see me wiggling back and forth, it's because my dog gets very attention-focused when I start doing blabs. And when I start recording my videos, he goes, oh, that's the time for me to get petted. So he's here. He's talking so energetically. He must be talking to me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just, just to show people what, what – there he is. There he is. See, he's just sitting here waiting. Saying, oh, come on, Steve. Pet me. There Pet you me go. More, Steve. Nice. Pet me some more. Yes. You know, you're just encouraging the dog, right? By doing that. Anyway, are you? Do you? Do you own a dog? I used to. We don't own any animals anymore. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we have two, right. we have two small children. <laughs> so, gentlemen, I have had an epiphany as far as Evernote goes. Oh, oh, oh! I oh, built, oh. I built a new little. Uh, it's, it's actually a list builder for, for for my for my channel, but I built a Evernote Quick Start Guide, which I think, and I stole some of these ideas from Michael Hyatt, to be honest. But I think I found the way to get people started using Evernote. You know, because here's the deal with people when people start using Evernote is they always try and overthink things because they think they have to create some sort of structure, some sort of infrastructure mm-hmm. because of the notebook. So they're trying to recreate their, enti- you know, their entire life, their world in Evernote. And you don't have to do that because Evernote has such powerful search. So you can make do with just like an inbox if you want with, without anything extra. Uh, but they try and do too much with it. So here's, are you ready for this? This is magic. Here's how you, I get people started to use Evernote now, is you just create an account, create an inbox, and then create six or seven notes to start. And those notes are thus, your license plate number, mm-hmm. your partner's sizes and preferences. What perfume does she like? What's her dress size? What's her shoe size? What's her ring size? Or vice versa. Take a picture, Got take a picture of your furnace filter. Take a picture of your water filter. If you have a, you know, an under-the-sink water filter. Take a picture of, you know, your ink cartridges in your printer or your toner cartridges in your printer so that you, when you need these things, you've got them. And if you just start with that, Evernote suddenly becomes incredibly valuable because where the penny drops for people is when they're out running around and they need a piece of information. They go, wait a minute, it's on my phone. And that's where they get it. It's all that investment you make. Isn't that a brilliant concept? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) no, no. I, I mean, Brett Kelly talks about this in his Evernote Essentials book too, right? He goes through the whole thing, but then he has a bunch of use cases at the end. Like he has a camping checklist in there, right? So when he goes camping, all the things that he needs to do and what he's done, I think is he, and same with household inventory. That's another great way to get started is take a picture of like, go into one room of your house or take a picture of like, if you know, for insurance purposes, everyone needs to know what kind of stuff they have. So like your Mm -hmm. computers, all that stuff, all that stuff, like that's even a good place to start. Like think of one, one useful thing that you can. By the way, we have a brilliant, brilliant guest or visitor today news media success new, or media, new media, su- success. media success yes his opinion is right. gold his opinion absolute gold just saying <laughs> yeah just saying. clueless clueless has one in their picture of kids toys with batteries that they need laura mcmahon uh she's we got crowdsource this one day we should sit down with you crowdsource all of the notes that you should have in evernote let's just do that topic let's go okay yeah should we do that do yeah. it. Well, because it's, I mean, it has, a, it does have some relevance to what we were talking about. We were going to talk about anyways, idea capturing yeah. and all that. Well, it, capturing. and it's capturing and archiving for when you need it in the future. And you don't even have to use Evernote. I mean, or, you can use else? something yeah. else. I think the other thing is we do tend to overcomplicate these tools that can seemingly do everything Evernote can, right? You know, like there's other ones. Eric, you and I have been talking about Transpose lately. Yes. There's another one, right? I mean, it could do so much. I know for me, I've been slowly dipping my toe and trying to figure out what use cases it has. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm sure you've done the same. Well, I, I, I sat in, this isn't meant to be a commercial, but I sat in with one of the creators, a call, same and they yeah. showed me what they did. And they said, you could use it to organize your show. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And they showed, you know, they walked through a template, creating a template with me. And then suddenly it was mm-hmm. like, oh, I see. I get it. And, and no, what, what, what app was this for? It's it, called it, Trans, Transpose. I just put it in the I just put it in the chat. Here's what another it? thing. It's basically like I mean, I guess I would describe it as templates that you can use. Like there's a lot of templates out there, but you can create like multifaceted types of forms and notes within 
you know, for yourself. And you can publish them to the web. You can embed. Like it's really quite it's cool. It's a forms tool. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a forms tool. I think of it like Evernote, but with predetermined fields for data. And it's got a library of, of user-generated templates you can grab. So Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Here's another use case for Evernote, because we're going into Nano National Novel Writing Month, right? Some people on here will know what that is, nanorimo.org, where people take 30 days and they write a novel from beginning to end. Evernote is a great tool to capture all those ideas, all your research and stuff, because you can do the web clipper that was mentioned already as well. The fact that you can clip your research into there and create like a research folder, right? A research notebook. Tim Ferriss wrote his entire not his most recent one, but the one before that in Evernote. Uh, Laura's mentioned a great point in here. Evernote's got that table of contents feature. So you can create tables of contents there. So, I mean, if you want to use Evernote as a writing tool, you could do that as well. And I think that the nice thing about that is that if you are using multiple devices, so, uh, you know, a tablet, uh, you're going to be on the road, let's say, and you want to make sure you have access to this novel or this book that you're working on any place, anytime, anywhere, you could do that with Evernote. So I think that you're right, Steve, to, to what you start to talk to off the top is that if you pick just one thing that this tool can do for you, one thing to start. And by the way, Andrew Sinkoff, who you and I both interviewed, Eric, who works for Evernote, he has one notebook, one notebook. Everything else is tags. So his complicate, his system is just, this is my notebook and I'll tag everything. I'll tag all the notes inside of it so I can sort it by tag. So there's no wrong or right way to necessarily use Evernote. There's probably some preferred methods. But again, people do have a propensity to like say, this tool can do everything, so let me throw everything at it and see what happens. And then we all know what happens And for many people. Yeah, it's not called everything note. Yes. So. Liftcom's using Scrivener for NaNoWriMo. And actually, there's a course called Learn Scrivener Fast that shows you how you can link up Evernote and Scrivener as well. So you can grab your research into Evernote and then bring it into Scrivener as well. So what are some of those other early simple so the ones things that we've got so far? License plates yeah. and bin numbers, which is a good yep. idea. Um, <laughs> Dick Daggett actually said we should have pictures of your kids in case they go missing. And he was serious about that. I, One thing some people could use it for, but I do not suggest this, is passwords. But no, 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 no. no, no. You, want a pa- you want a dedicated password manager for that. I suggest this. No, and, 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 no, I'm telling them not to. No, but some people, some people are, may think that's okay. There's some people they, that are, they're wrong. Some people are using it for that, too. Yeah, some people use a text file. Yeah. Yeah. I use, I, I, for vehicle information and stuff and pass, like passport information, all that, that goes into one password for me. That's where that stuff goes because it's secured. One Mm -hmm. password, other people use LastPass. Although LastPass was just bought by LogMeIn, so some people are jumping ship off that. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with that. We should, we should have a quick chat about, because I've I've never been a huge fan of LogMeIn's business. No. No. What is, the other ones we've got are uh, Wi Fi router screens. Taking pictures of Wi-Fi router screens. Yep, that's definitely useful. Not a bad idea. So some of these things now, and 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 it does come down to issues of security. Uh, you know, some of these things, if you post them online, there could be, uh, of course, Evernote security has been brought into question, and that's probably the biggest hole in Evernote's entire arsenal is their security. Uh, the fact that they you can encrypt notes, but it's at a note level, and uh, and it's uh, you can't do it by notebook, and so. Basically, that's why we have local notebooks and, and sync notebooks is all that personal information should never be stored in uh, in the cloud. So you have to be careful about about that. Sorry, I see stuff in there like health, dental, car insurance. Again, there's some notes that you're definitely going to want to be more careful about, right? You know, I mean, I keep 
insurance papers and all that stuff again in a, in an encrypted one password because one password has secure notes. And by the way, one password is available for both Windows and Mac. It is pricier than some of the other options out there, but not not by a, a a long shot. That's where I keep my secure notes because I I just feel that they need to be. One password, yeah. Last yeah. password, one password is the place. Right. Yeah. Here's one. I came up with one. Error codes for your appliances. Now I've got a I've got a high yeah. end coffee maker, which I probably should have gotten a coffee before I did this show today. But I've got <laughs> a high end coffee maker. It's a, an espresso machine that's the grinder and all that kind of stuff. It's made by Seiko, the Italian company. It's awesome. It's got a flashing codes if there's an error. And I always have to look them up because the manual is uh, the manuals now like history. So um, speaking I, of which, manual. manuals are good to put in Evernote. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say manuals, but the, even just the page with the error codes. If you know, it's if it's rapid blinking, it's this. If it's slow blinking, it's this. That sort of thing. And manuals is a lot of work, though. Putting the whole manual in. No, drop the PDF in. Oh, if you could. Oh, yeah. Oh, grab the PDF. Yeah. Good point. I always yeah. do that. Every time I buy something new, mm-hmm. it comes with a manual, but I always go to the site as I'm doing the stuff. You know, I had a new Wi-Fi router a couple months ago. I instantly went to the site, grabbed the PDF, then threw it up in Evernote. So I always knew how to get to it quickly without having to go back to that site ever again. Very good. There, there's something else I use Evernote for is gift ideas. So what I'll do is I, I can clip like Amazon pages and stuff like that. And I just tag them with the appropriate person. So that way, when I'm trying to find gift ideas for them, I can go do that. So it really, you know, kind of moves the ball forward quickly when I'm trying to buy gift ideas. Try to buy gifts at any time of year for any member of my family. Okay, that's a neat one. So this is a kid's party invites or stuff from school that need to be remembered later. (sighs) I guess, you know, certainly there's no reason you couldn't store that in Evernote. What we're trying to come up with now is this baseline of ideas of things that you always need. The idea, you know, storing emails, invoices, stuff like that, we use Evernote for an awful lot. But I'm, I'm looking for these baseline things right now um, that are just like, oh, that's brilliant. I need that occasionally. I've got, you know, getting access to it. I'll give you another example. Uh, dealing with coaching clients and even myself uh, who have virtual assistants, I have best practices guides in there because they're living documents. So as they evolve, so, I mean, for example, common email responses that we may want to offer for people who want us to test apps, things like that. So everything in there. You put that in Slack instead? No, because I wouldn't create a, a document. That, and by the way, you could now for sure if you wanted to. But because Evernote came around way before Slack and I've had a virtual assistant way before Slack came along, uh, having that in there allows me to create this living document. Plus, I can just throw the link into Slack if I want people to read it. I like that because it's be, it kind of has a baseline of here's where the manual is. Now, video and stuff like so I do screencasting now for some of the stuff that I just put the, I save the links in Dropbox and put those into Slack but for for manuals it, it've got this basic notebooks you know a notebook stack for my virtual assistant and one is like email practices one is Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people, or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent 
fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic. For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch-your-own-shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety in your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort. Thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond. Again, go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash beyond there's a couple other things that i can't remember them offhand right now but having that in there allows me to update it as needed and so that way when when a new virtual assistant if i need a new assistant or i want to diversify my portfolio have somebody else do something else i can just grab those individual notes put them into another notebook and share that notebook with this other assistant if i want so it creates this man basically it's an operating manual for my business Laura McMom says that she puts all the receipts for her business expenses in Evernote with the 2015 taxes or, or a tag like that. And then she can just do a search. I do it as well. And as a matter of fact, I use, I use the Evernote camera or scannable when I'm on the road doing speaking engagements, taking pictures of all of my receipts. And the cool thing is Evernote geotags those at the same time. So I can just go, I was in Calgary. I can just click on all the notes created in Calgary and it pulls yep. all of those receipts together into one thing. And then using the table of contents, you can actually build a little roster of all of, the, of, all of those notes for your account. It's a pretty cool way to do it. Laura is an incredibly smart woman. Hey, let's give her a shout out because she does a productivity podcast. Yep. That's she. The, the productive woman. It's Laura McClellan, the productive woman.com. I'm I think sure. that's what it is. I'm yes. following her right now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. She's, there it she's is. awesome. She's, she's yes. Yeah. It, Mike, Mike and I did a meetup with her, uh, the night before podcast movement this past summer. Yep. So yeah, well, she should, she should become a semi-regular on this show. Like replace. And, and when you guys aren't available to get a little gender neutrality. Yes. This is the thing when it comes to getting into a tool like Evernote or I mean, and we could go. I mean, this 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 applies to a whole swath of tools is pick like something simple that you can use it for and then know that that's where that thing is. And then that way you go back to it consistently and then you consist you grow from there as to, okay, well, how else can I use the thing now that I'm comfortable Mm -hmm. using it for this? How can I use it for this? And it just keeps going. I mean, it, it, it. Consistent use breeds, you know, expertise in the tool breeds or comfort, then breeds expertise. And then all of a sudden you're feeling, okay, well, you know what else I could do in here is I could do this or I could do that. There's a lot, like someone mentioned light bulb stuff. Yeah, that's a great idea because there's so many different light bulbs out there now. Connectors. You can't remember them all. You know, in in the kitchen, under the sink, which is is it uh, the screwing mini or is it the bayonet type with the two prongs or is it the, yeah. Here's another one. I just, man, I'm on a roll. Uh, Boxes, packing boxes. 
if you're putting anything in the garage and you're putting it inside a box, yep. you take a picture of the box. I mean, a lot of people will put that picture on the outside of the box too, especially at times like Christmas when yes. you've got your ornaments and stuff that you're packing away, remembering which box is which. Well, Halloween decorations just came out the yes. other day for me, and I have a picture oh, of that. Yep. Yeah, so we basically had a uh, to do is told me to put out Halloween decorations, and inside it is a link to an Evernote note that tells me what the box looks like. That way I could go into the underneath the house and just grab the two. And actually, there's two boxes. Rick Rick Wolf says he's dressing like the Evernote icon for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I always dress like the Evernote icon. Uh, uh, there was a there was a good question. Um, Hectic Dag said, uh, so what would be baseline notebooks if you don't want to start with just the one inbox notebook in Evernote? Inbox, personal business. That's That would be the starting, the most baseline. Yeah, I'd say so. The other one you could have is family if you wanted to. Because that's not personal? Well, it just separate segments out a little bit more. Oh, that, that's yes, fair enough. But yeah, that's what I recommend is just those three. That's that too broad. So that's too broad. <laughs> the, the the thing is, again, hectic dad is that I mean, again, back to Andrew's point of like he has one notebook and uses tags. So I think that it might be better for you. I mean, remember there is a notebook limit which people get to. I've come across a number of people who have like got notebooks and notebook stacks and all that stuff, and that's fine. Initially, beyond those three, I would look at tagging more. And then if you feel you need to add another notebook, do that. Because the search in Evernote is so powerful, I would be using tags first. Get comfortable with those. And then, okay, you know what? I need to have a a notebook for a particular project, let's say, or a particular. Michael Hyatt has the best or or a very good system that gets people thinking about being uber organized. Yeah, throw that in there. His other question is then what tags are useful? Okay, well, that's that's what's in that, it. That, that's super subjective. I mean... And it's the style you choose. If you I, choose. I also think you should do a trick that Merlin Mann has utilized, which is to make your tags have like a, a letter at the end of it that makes the, the uh, tag not a word, but more metadata. So instead of putting like uh, camping, put camping X. Because then when you're searching for it, you can actually find it a lot easier. And it becomes your own personal system as well. I mean, just because I think that the templates that you find out there from other people's uh, Evernote accounts, as far as the structure of Hectic Dad, I mean, it becomes a very personal thing. We'll return to the notebooks in a moment, but I want to make sure we answer the question. Somebody asked if we go out and delete old notebooks and clean things up. I do. I fairly regularly clean up my notebooks and clean out my Evernote notes because I store everything in the inbox and then I I basically use it to triage. And there's a lot of very temporary stuff that I just throw out that I only want there temporarily. Uh, and I throw it up. But I, typically I do that when I jump on a plane. I, I make sure it's all synced up. It's light work. You mm-hmm. know, and if, if you've got two hours sitting on a plane, and you don't feel like writing a lot on the plane just because of the way that the seats work and stuff. But you can easily use a mouse and just be going through and delete notes and move them into the right area and add a few tags. Yeah. And I, I, I basically do a little bit of maintenance on it at that point there. But when I look at my notebook structure, just that everybody is, is going to be different. I have an inbox, which is a clearinghouse. I have one called Dottotech content, which is all of the content and the research or all of the stuff around my brand. I've got another one for webinars and online courses for all of the content that goes into those. That's a, that's a, a, an entire notebook. Then I have one for projects and clients, things that I'm thinking about doing in the future or ideas and any client work that I have, which is very few. I have very few clients. Then I have a research stack where I just put all of the, uh, all of the swipe files that I steal. Like if somebody sends me a great email, that I, that I open and read and say, well, that's a really well-composed email. I'll store that there so that I can steal that idea when I'm about to send an email. So I've got all my swipe copy there. Uh, and then I've got an administration stack that has all of my accounting information and anything that's business-related. That's my structure, seven notebooks. Okay. Eric, what about you? 
My, mine's very similar, except I have one key piece that is a notebook in there called Just in Time Learning, which is what I've now recently renamed who, it. Who taught? Who's the one that talks about Just in Time Learning again? It's Jeremy Fransden, if that's how you say his name. I'm. I should probably open that up on Facebook. Did I just Chase, saw did him. Chase Reeves talk about this, or somebody in Facebook? Not talk about uh, it? somebody. Well, Corbett. Recently, it might have been Corbett. Yeah, somebody talked about it. Somebody said some. Somebody said it was Pat Flynn, but Pat Flynn has said he learned it from Jeremy Franzden. But but what just in time learning is is, you know how there's a million and one things out there that we all know that we need to learn to do. Well, we can't do all of them. Jeremy Franzden, yes, there it is, and he is. This is very Tim Ferriss not saying. But what it is is it's saying okay. When I'm ready to learn this thing, which is not right now, this is a an article or a podcast or a something. It's a it's a web, I web clip these things and send them right to this just in time learning because it's then it's like okay, well to quote Rory Vaden, I am procrastinating on this on purpose. Right. I am putting it away for the right place, the right time, so that when it's the right time to pull that out and learn all about that, it's in that notebook and I'm ready to go get it. But for right now, then I can feel like my RAM cycles aren't spinning on it thinking, man, I wish I was working on that or I wish I was learning it or I don't have time to do all these things that are learning. It's kind of a segmented someday maybe list. Yeah, in a way. It's I mean, it's it's a more intentional someday maybe because it's it's purposeful in terms of I know that I need to pick up enough of that skill to then implement that in my stuff. But it's not right now. And I think in a similar way, the uh, one of the techniques that I use is instead of having no, all the notebooks, is I've got a few open format notes where I collect information. So I've got one called demo ideas, which are just all of the different ideas that I have for demos. And it's just an open, and I keep it in the shortcuts bar in Evernote so that I've always got access to it when I'm having to make new demos, when I'm having to make new videos. So anytime that anybody suggests a topic for one of my videos, it goes in there. Similarly, I've got this new show that I'm doing or this new uh, thing I'm doing called Ask Auto Tech, where in, in YouTube, people are constantly asking me questions. And then I'm doing a, a kind of a digest show answering a whole series of questions. It's turning out great. But what I do there is I web clip their question directly out of the uh, out of YouTube comments and I drop it in a in a note called Ask Auto Tech. And then I actually use those web clippings and I use that note as a backdrop in the video. So I just read through them and go through them. So I don't have to do a lot of editing, pulling all the stuff together. So it's just kind of an economy of scale thing, but those using the Evernote shortcuts and, and putting the proper notes in the, into shortcuts, big time saver. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I have something similar for blog post ideas. So what I'll do is I actually have a notebook for blog post ideas though. And I use a tool called drafts on iOS. I know Eric, you use it. I don't know, Steve, if you do, um, but basically, anytime I have an idea for a blog post, it'll go into drafts if I'm on my mobile device, and then I'll send it to Evernote to put in that notebook, particularly, and that shortcut it at the top. So anytime I want to pick up an idea for a blog idea or post topic that I might want to cover, I just go to that that notebook. Um, Hectic Dad also wanted to know, like, he's not letting us off the hook. You've got you've talked about the different notebooks, Steve, the seven that you've kind of got going. Um, you know, I think that that again. It, it, it boils down to comfort level. Like, I mean, if you feel like you can only get away with, you know, if you want to have more than just a personal notebook, but maybe what you do is you say, okay, you know what, for personal, I'm going to have it for every room of the house. So things that happen in the kitchen go here. Things that happen in the 
family room go here, whatever uh, inventory that's in the family room, whatever you want it to be. For me, I have notebook stacks that contain productivity as stuff, but I also have a notebook stack for books that I'm working on. Um, and inside it, I'll have like four or five of those uh, courses. I have a courses notebook or notebook stack that has the different courses that I'm working on. I think it's hard for us to say, this is how many notebooks you actually have to have. And, and that's, that's it. It's, it's so difficult. And the problem is, is that as soon as we start going down that rabbit hole, all of a sudden people go, whoa, 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 whoa. And then they run away from the tool screaming. Well, because yeah. it becomes, because some people overcomplicate things. Mike yeah. Yes. yes. Some people not, do. Not pointing at anybody. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing is that what's co- overcomplicated yeah. for me isn't going to be overcomplicated for, for, for you guys. You know, so oh, it's completely overcomplicated or it is going to be overcomplicated, right? Yeah. Like it, it's all relative. Everything you do is overcomplicated. It's, it's relative. So, I mean, I think it's a matter of being comfortable and you then should, you should name your pro your podcast, the overcomplicated productivity I, I could productivity is already hard enough to say the, the overcomplicated Yes. <laughs> said that wrong, <laughs> question, somebody says, any of you guys still use paper? Yes. Yeah, yes. Mike, but not like Evernote. And, and no. to quote one of our people before, that's what I use in the bathroom. Yes. Absolutely, I still use paper. I've got a paper notebook right here. I've got tons of them. There was a whole bunch behind me. To, well, they're they're off to the left there, but you can't really see them. But I got um, a piece of paper around here somewhere. I've got. I use paper all the time. I mean, that's that's one of my initial capture devices. And then if I want to capture that paper into Evernote, I'll take a picture of it with Scannable and put it in Evernote. Yes, my son discovered the beauties of Scannable yesterday. This week, he was uh, sending his university transcripts to people. He said, "Dad, do you have a scanner?" I said, "No, I don't have a scanner anymore." He goes, what do you do? I said, I use my phone. And he says, this is awesome. He says, you can't even tell it wasn't scanned. (laughs) I actually enjoy going to a different location and sitting down with an open paper notebook and a pen and just capturing that way while I sip my coffee. Do you have good handwriting, Eric? I have horrible handwriting, but I still work with it. Yeah. 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 It's curious because I wonder how, what percentage of people with bad handwriting actually enjoy note-taking by hand. And I, I, yeah. I bet you it's a much lower percentage than those that yeah. have. I mean, there might be a, a bit of a... Uh, well, and you know what some people, like Mike Rohde wrote the Sketchnote handbook and the Sketchnote workbook. I mean, he's one of those guys that sketchnoting has become a big thing now where people are starting to use that to take notes as well. So they're documenting you know, their notes using the Sketchnote method. So for people who don't have great handwriting or printing, they are using that to kind of you know, orchestrate notes and stuff like that. And I think it's a phenomenal way to go if you've never tried it and you want to use paper. I mean, what Mike's done, and, and I mean, he's not alone, but he's definitely one of the more popular folks in this space. It's it's phenomenal, Eric. What do you think? I wish that I was so good to be able to sketch note. Yeah, but... and, and he walks through how to get better at it in these books. But I mean, it's, it's I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I, I do that from time to For talks, I will sit and sketch note most of them now. I might try that. I might actually pick that up. That's one of those things where if I, hey, I'm already making it, a mess. Put it in your just in, anyway. put it in your just in time. Uh, there you go. See, that's exactly it. It'd be like, you know, exactly that. Um, we have you, a question from Tina Duggar who likes to be called Gammy. Uh, she says, in a notebook that is labeled client, can you then divide them with each client? Well, the way that I would do that is just through tags, through adding a client tag to each one. So they, they would all be stored in the notebook, but you could sort by tags. Your other option would be to have a notebook stack named clients, and then within that have a series of notebooks for each of your clients. Those would be the two ways that you could uh, kind of uh, differentiate the content in Evernote. Guys? I think you just have to use tags. I mentioned that in the but, chat. Like, yeah, basically, you, if you're going to do that, then use tags for each client. And, and preferably, if it's client, remember, these are publicly, it depends on what you do. 
you may not want to have their names in there. You may want to give yourself, and this is this is where it gets again could be overcomplicated. Is you may have to create a numbered system for your clients or a code system because again that that information is going out and being synced across multiple devices and stuff, and it's going to the cloud. I mean, for coaching, I have I use Evernote to store my notes with them, but each client has a code. So that way I know what each client's uh, initial like code is. So I'm not putting their names in there because of, you know, you want to be a little bit more cognizant of, of privacy and secrecy and stuff. That's a good point. Do either of you, you take advantage of the, like the Moleskine notebook and taking pictures of your, of your uh, using it as a digest and then taking pictures of it and storing them in Evernote, scanning them in. You do it. Now, do you have a routine? Do you have a routine where you uh, where you choose, uh, like, do you, do you take a picture of it every day? When a page is full, I take a picture of it. See, I wonder about people that do this a lot. Why there hasn't been a Kickstarter campaign or something that has some sort of a, a scanning? Uh, you, you remember how they used to have the uh, the overhead projector type thing? with it? Yep. The thing to hold your phone and to hold the notebook so you don't have to, because it's inconsistent. When we use the Evernote, uh, Evernote camera or scan, or the Evernote camera is what you're going to use if you're using the Moleskin with all of the uh, tags. It's inconsistent with your focus and how you in the angle that you hold it. So, wouldn't you it be nice to have some sort of framework to work? Someone, with? someone in the chat should take your idea and make like the like make that stand for it. Then it's a Kickstarter. It's a Kickstarter opportunity. Yep. Yeah, I would say that that's definitely an opportunity. And by the way, I don't take if if I look at the page before I take a picture of it too. If it's something that I don't feel needs to be on there, I'll either cross it off or just won't take a picture of that page. So I'll I'll clarify that a bit. And thanks, Laura. I'm glad you approve of my uh, coding instead of using names. I think it's really important. I think you have to keep that stuff in mind. And Rick Wolf mentioned something. He said that he's fallen out of the Evernote habit, and he did a he's face to palm. Uh, because he realized that he's got his stuff everywhere. And that is exactly what I always say Evernote is. It's a habit. And you have to get into the habit of doing it and having it open all the time and using it. And just, you know, for me, I think the utility that I use the most on my uh, in my web browser, far and away, is the Evernote Web Clipper. I clip stuff all the time. And I'm yeah. always grabbing stuff and, and, and throwing it over into Evernote. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yes, I think there is a limited number of uh, new media success. There is a limit to the number of tools you can use day to day. Um, but I, I I think that, again, much like Eric mentioned about the just-in-time learning, I think that for people who aren't spending all their days like Steve and, and <laughs> myself tr- using these tools, you may want to have like, okay, I want to learn how to use Evernote better. So I'm going to put this in. I'm going to clip this into Evernote, all these articles about Evernote so I can learn it better. I'm going to clip all these articles about Asana and learn how to use it better, Todoist or uh, Sunrise or whatever. Um, you know, I think that there's ways to do it because I think eventually you figure out what tools are going to work best for you on a daily basis. And mine, I mean, I, I can look to the web clipper immediately and see them like one password, Asana, Todoist, Evernote, Instapapers there, Buffer is there, you know, um, all those are there. Uh, so I think that that it almost happens somewhat by default after a while where you're like, okay, these are the tools I'm using every single day. This is a great one. I would love to to, to puzzle through this. Hectic Dad says his stumbling block is that he's got, uh, he started with basic notebooks and a few tags. Now he's got 12 years of Evernote content. No, 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 that's a ton, two years. A ton, oh, uh, oh it's a bracket, two years. I thought it was 12 years. Uh, yeah, how could it be 12? That would be a long time for Evernote. Maybe stuff from it's still two years worth of Evernote content yep. and he has to retroactively apply structure to it. And deciding how hard it is. Tags, 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 tags. Because what you can do is is you search for. So think about the thing that you want to search for. Hectic dad. Like so. Okay. Say it's uh, manuals. Let's just use the term manuals. Say you've scanned all these manuals. 
type in the word manual into the search bar, find all the things that have manual and and then, you know, do that, tag them accordingly. Say, okay, these are all manuals. Do it that way. Once you've got so many notes and a few tags, the best way to do it is to, is to go into tags. Because again, you have two years worth of stuff and you have unlimited amount of tags you can use, but you only have 256 notebooks. The allure of creating notebooks for each is going to be really, really high. But don't do that. Go the tag route and just use the search function as a way to kind of segment it out and do it bit by bit. You don't or have you, to do yeah. it all in. If you've right? got a notebook, sit down while you're watching the ball game. Yeah, I do this all the time with a notebook in your lap and just go from note to note. And then I think it's just uh, function key T brings up the, you know, it starts to apply a tag. So you look yep. at a note and you go, oh, that is, you know, that is accounting function T T accounting. And then you might say the year function key T start typing in the year and the tags that you have will pop up. If you don't have an appropriate tag, you then think for a second and create a tag. But this is normal. This is pretty light lifting. What do you call this stuff in your Mike has a term for every type of work he does. He's got work that he has to think hard on. And brain, I call it, this is brain dead stuff to me. <laughs> exactly. And it's, so it's, but you can do it. If, you know, yeah, I, you can go whatever you want. Watching the baseball game. If you're a baseball yeah. fan, low, low energy, it's low hanging fruit. And the other thing is, is that if you want to make sure you're doing it consistently, take your task management app that you're using and create a recurring task in there. Say, apply Evernote tags, you know, and make it a recurring task until it's all done. It's the same thing. I mean, I still have in Todoist, it tells me every week to go through Evernote inbox and clean up, go through Evernote notebooks and clean, you know, like I have these recurring tasks because I don't have to think about them. So again, use those two coupled together. If you want to, if you want to improve your Evernote experience or you want to improve any app experience and you want to get better at it, and you want to organize it better, create a recurring task in your task management app until you've done that. And then just then then you're done. The, the problem is so many people go, I got to get this done. And then they make it a single task. And they're like, okay, I'm going to work on this. And then they work on it until it's not done. Or they work on till, until they hate it. And then they don't want to do it anymore. So make it a recurring task and work on it. Like do a Pomodoro on it if you want. Like take 25 minutes and do and do it. And the one thing I want to butt in right here real sure. quick and say is I think exactly what you described, Steve, whatever your version of sitting down and, you know, with the ball game in your notebook is, that is the type of quote unquote multitasking that we do mm-hmm. endorse. Yep. Yeah. I mean, cause it, and I, I recently did a podcast for my Patreon supporters about like the multi, like when you don't, like my daughter was, uh, I was waiting for my daughter for a field trip. She was coming back from Vancouver and I was outside for about 20 minutes and I recorded an episode of my podcast saying, look, look, I'm waiting for my daughter, which means I'm doing something. It's very passive, but I'm going to do something else while I wait. If you're on a plane, Steve, like, I mean, you're going somewhere at the same time when you're doing this Evernote stuff. If you're watching the ball game, you could do the same thing. If I've got that fit desk, I could do the same thing, right? I could sit there and write and, and pedal the bike at the same time. I mean, there is some things that you can definitely do, take advantage of. And I know you're going to make fun of me for that. Nothing but props, Mike. Let's do a quick straw poll of our audience. Uh, I want to know, first of all, how many of you use Evernote and how many of you don't? Just give us a yes or a no if you use Evernote or no. Yep, yep, yep. Everybody does. No, there's a few. No, one says never note. Don't. Yep. I mean, some people might be in one note or some people might not use it at all. Now, of those of you who said yes, thank you. Oh, wow, this is great. There's a lot of yeses. Yes. Of those of you that it's yes, how many of you is Evernote essential or just simply convenient. Why else would uh, like? We be here? Sorry, Rick's like. Why else would we be here? <laughs> convenient, <laughs> essential. Yeah, I'm just curious. 
And then we're going to ask one last question. I wonder if, yeah, see, I think Carly's got it right. Like, I think it's convenient for people at first then to be on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being incredibly well organized, find everything I need, have it locked and loaded, and one being, hush, shoot, I just throw stuff in there. Sometimes I find it, sometimes I don't. I can't even remember sometimes if I threw it in there. How, how, what sort of Evernote user are you? 10 total control, one, <laughs> your head's underwater out, half the time. Out of control. Five. Four, yeah. Sevens, some fives, fours. 1.1. I'm confused. I'm confused. Okay. That's good. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) Ours goes to 11. Nice. Yeah. That's one note. One note goes to 11. Evernote only goes to 10. Gotta love this. Oh, IFTTT stopped working with it as of today. When did that happen? That may be your own recipes or some kind of disconnect in your own account. Unless unless anything. it literally has done that as of today. What's that? I did, I missed that. She's uh, classy podcast is saying that if this then that doesn't work with it as of today. Mm. No, I'm not seeing she anything. She said she got an email. Oh, she got an email. Interesting. That and I is it the IFT the Evernote channel is closed. Yeah. To who who sent the email? Was it Evernote or if this then that? It would have been if this and that, probably. Yeah, Evernote. Do they ever communicate other than to tell us that they're laying people off? Have either of you guys ever had any conversation with anybody inside at Evernote? We both interviewed Andrew Sinkoff. Didn't you, Eric? Did you interview him? It was if this, then that, that sent it. That's interesting. So they're choosing it? It says reconnect channel. So let me see if I can reconnect it. I'm actually in if this and that. Yeah, we both talked to somebody. Um, it's still here though. You go to if you go to ifttt.com slash evernote and it's still right up there on the site on if this then that's well and I just reconnect so not yeah you know what it's, it's absolutely right. I just tried to reconnect the channel and it's not letting me. So oh, too bad. It's an evernote uh it's saying reauthorize it for one year. I'm trying to, it won't let me do it. So something's going on there. Uh, which I imagine, if it's not working for if this and that, probably Zap, uh, probably Zapier as well. Hectic Dads is still working. It's still connected. Mine seems to be okay. I just tried I to reconnect, and it said new. No. To reconnect, okay. Uh, just out of curiosity, uh, we also had a Tmuse one asked, interested how many people are paying for uh, Evernote versus Basic. So if you're free, just put in a, a one, and if you're paying, put in a dollar sign or premium, whatever you are. Free the all or business. There's business too. Yeah, well, it's not paying anything for it as long as you're paying. You know, I think that the one thing that Evernote did brilliant. Well, classy podcast, the reason you might not have, the thing is, is that yours oh. might not work as because, well, I'm paying though, so I don't know why it wouldn't work. It might be premium. They might have switched it over. Yeah, to- but I'm I'm paying, so it shouldn't affect you. Yeah, because oh, you are you you still can't connect. That's true. No, I can't connect. Incoming changes to the Evernote channel. The new shared note trigger will be removed tomorrow, which is 1028, along with recipes. Okay, so th- there must be some changes to Evernote that's going on. That they mu- There must be some API changes. That but it does say on. stay tuned for exciting news coming soon. So that must mean that. They're adding an extra T to IFTTT. No. <laughs> or or they're, they're adding an E. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I think that the premium benefits are uh, – Sylvia, the reason the pre- is is the email to notes immediately, right? 
Like that emailing to notes option is is what I would say. That's, is, that's what I was going to say. That's the main reason. That's the main reason. Premium is emailing to notes is the big thing. I've, I've got to make a note here. What was the name of that app that you guys started out by talking about? The list, not the list. Transpose. Yeah. Transpose. Sounds like something I should be doing a demo on. I'm going to add it to my to, to research for my demo. Yeah, it's pretty quite cool. So yeah, um, it's pretty quite cool. And I <laughs> it's pretty quite cool. It's pretty quite cool. Rick mentions that Evernote threw him a curve when they took away features from free, so I got ready for its demise. I think that I got three emails this week from people saying, what should I do about Evernote because of all this news and stuff? I think everyone needs to, like, calm down a bit about it. I think, yeah, the rest- I mean, this is not unusual in the startup world. When I was writing for the next web and stuff like that, this happened a lot. And I think that, yes, maybe the, the, you know, the bloom is off the rose a little bit when it comes to what Evernote had to offer. I mean, they've restructured. They've got a new CEO. Um, they got rid of Evernote Food. They've got rid of Evernote Hello. They're really trying. I think they're, I mean, the same thing is happening to Twitter right now to a certain extent as well, right? Like, I mean, there's lots of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So just hold on. And, and if Evernote does go away or gets acquired, there will be like, and I'm just saying, Steve, if that happens, I'm not saying it will at all. They're just like every other tool that's been out there, including SpringPad, which a lot of people are saying, well, look what happened to SpringPad. Well, first off, SpringPad didn't charge ever, which is part of the problem. And number two, they offered export options. So what's going to happen is if if Evernote does decide, okay, we're out, that's it, we're selling, there will be export options. They would not be willing. I mean, they've got this 100-year-old company in mind. That's the philosophy that they built the company on. I don't think I think everyone's kind of like, whoa, that's it. We're I'm out. I'm getting out because of these things going on. I think that you need to be a bit, you know, don't freak out about this. Fine. Exactly. And as and and a company laying off part of its workforce when it's the size of an Evernote, that's you know that is not the as as Mike says, that's definitely not the end of the world. I didn't think for a second that the fact that Evernote was 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 restructuring, especially after a change at the top. I didn't yeah. think for a second that that was imminent, uh, that that was any indicator at all of Evernote being in trouble. In fact, I think it's a healthy thing for a, a company like Evernote, uh, certainly under new leadership, to reorganize itself, and restructure itself. And I love the fact that Evernote got rid of some of the real crap that it was doing. I mean, who figured, did anybody use Evernote food? Few people did. I didn't. I tried it. I'm like, why would I use this? And they've got a whole division that would have been dedicated to it. They had people yeah. that had to work on that product. You may access the guy that started it used it. Probably. Hey, <laughs> uh, what if I took pictures of my food and shared it in this? Yeah, and then Pinterest came along. Um, yeah. <laughs> or Instagram. And Instagram, right. Instagram. Instagram or rather. Facebook. Status updates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, I think that, yeah. I think Clueless has got, like, let's see what they do. I mean, they've just changed the IFTTT channel, which is, I mean, and again, this is another reason why automation is is always something you got to keep your eye on because I don't automate a lot because I'm always concerned that something could break. I mean, luckily, thanks to whoever put that in there, by the way, um, Classy po- was a Classy Podcast to put it in there? Because now everyone's going to be looking to say, okay, do I have an IFTTT channel set up? And then what that also does is it makes them look to see if any of their other IFTTT things are starting to break, um, which, again, might be worth putting in your task app. Hey, check automation recipes to make sure they're still working. Again, I think that that we're – Phil is still there, but he was – him and the team were wise enough to know, hey, look, you know what? If we want to grow this thing and make it better, we're going to need somebody else on board to write the ship. They – they maybe the guy that the person they brought on board isn't the right person right now, but we're not going to know until they till they till they give it a go. So I'm happy with Evernote. And someone also mentioned pay, paying for the service helps keep it healthy and keep it around. Uh, we've talked about this before. If you're not paying for an app or service and it goes away, 
and they've given you an option to pay for it. And it's what, like nine bucks, five bucks, whatever is a month, or even just 10 bucks for the app itself. Then that's part of the reason that it went away. You had an option to pay. And most people are so hesitant to pay for apps these days. And there's so many free options. If you like an app and there's an option to pay for it and you want to keep it around, pay mm-hmm. for it. And that goes back to, for that matter, that's what goes back to the fact that uh, when we were talking about earlier, the the password management stuff, that's why I love 1Password is because they make you pay a little bit, but then it works across everything. And, and you know, honestly, I was unaware. They were originally Mac only and iOS only. And I did not not know they were now PC and Android as well, which is great. So, yeah. So that's really awesome. I'm concerned that they're also now logged me in. Yeah, I no, would one be, password only. Oh, one password. One, yeah, one password, one password not LastPass. Yeah, one password became a Windows app a while ago and Android only recently. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, but again, it's what 40 bucks for one password or something like that if that. Yeah, but, but again, you pay for it and then you're only going to pay another substantial chunk at some point to support them again when they do a major upgrade and, you know, Change, you know, add new features, make it better. In there's other a, there's a reason why there's a reason why OmniFocus for the Mac is still mm-hmm. around. I mean, they charge yep. a lot of money for their stuff, but it works and they use it really well. You know, so I mean, I think again, it boils down to you know, and Evernote is it. I mean, they've pivoted clearly to you know, they're saying, hey, we have more tiers now. They're giving people more ability to pay less less if they want. Dropbox is another service. I mean, look at the. I mean, Dropbox. I pay for Dropbox because I want to make sure everything's there. I want to make sure it's safe. If you're using an app and it's got the ability to pay for it, Todoist is another one that I use and I pay for. Asana, I don't need to pay for because I don't need it for, I have less than 15 people on my team. But if I, if, if I was in a larger scale, I would, you know, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's again, gauge it. And then when, by the way, the other thing to keep in mind is occasionally audit your apps to make sure that you're using them. If you are paying for some that are month to month, you know, like there's some tools out there, like I've got Hootsuite and Buffer and uh, Edgar. Well, one of them's I, I, I stopped paying for Hootsuite a while ago because I use Edgar and Buffer a lot more. Right. So, I mean, again, you can decide, make that decision, but don't be, please support these third party developers because they will get swallowed up. And then what you've got, all your stuff that's in there, you know, I mean, again, you'll have to move it around. So we're at about the five minute mark. I'm so, just building the new next week's show. Oh yes, good call. So that people can, uh, so that people can register. What did everybody uh, think? What, 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 next week? Yeah. What did everybody think of this? By the way, yeah, Edgar, I'll, I'll put that in the. Uh, what did What did everybody think about this topic? This. What do you guys think? Yeah. No, you're not locked into a contract with us uh, forever. No, forever. No. No. Oh no, you are with us. You must come next week. Yes, you must come next. Um, week. I think that this was a great topic. We weren't even planning on talking about this per se. No, we, we had another variation. So this was a, this was I a very, remember what you planned on my, it was idea capture. And we ended up was, talking about, it we, was idea, we can still do it next yeah, week. Now, now I'm not going to decide on the topic because now I'm awake, but when I first start, I'm not awake. So you guys need to kind of like, push. but you suggested progress. last week's topic. I know. And while that's you were awake at the end of the show. That's why I'm not. So I'm see, I learned, I learned from my mistakes and going forward, I will let you guys like decide and I will make the suggestions and I'll I'll kind of go, yep, I'm good with that. Don't do okay. a topic on No, we <laughs> won't do a topic on that new media success. No. We will not. Any so what we've covered this. Where would you like to see us go next? And and Hectic Dad's absolutely right. Good discussion and even better chat room. Thank you so much for being so interactive well, in that. I, I think those are awesome. Yeah. I think sharing ideas like this is this is the way I like this. This was fun today. 
We have not talked about rituals and routines, I don't think, yet, have we, guys? We certainly haven't talked about routines and rituals, no. Thanks for everybody that's been tuned in to our productivity powerhouse. So, what do you think? Do you think you're going to get started and, and use Evernote again or in a new way? Or if you've already been using it all along, what stuck out to you the most from what we suggested or what people were asking in terms of how to use it? I would love to hear from you. Check out the show notes for this episode over at beyondthetodolist.com slash 115. That's 115. Go there, leave a comment, let me know. What are you using Evernote for right now? What's your biggest hang-up when it comes to Evernote? And or what was the biggest thing you got out of this episode in terms of using Evernote? Thanks again for listening. Make sure to check out the sponsor that supported this episode of Beyond the To-Do List by going over to beyondthetodolist.com slash transpose. And again, make sure to let me know which ones you grab. And again, jump over there to grab your free account at beyondthetodolist.com slash transpose. Thanks again for listening to this episode. If you got benefit from this episode, think of that one person who needs to hear more about fixing their Evernote and shoot it to them and support the show in iTunes by going to beyondthetodolist.com slash iTunes and leave a rating or a review. It helps us get found. It lets others know how to find the show and it lets me know how I'm doing. Thanks again. See you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast. Theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Under the Dome. Laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Hey, thanks for listening to the end. If you're looking for a show to start helping you apply these productivity lessons on your business, check out Millionaire University. It's real lessons from real entrepreneurs teaching you what you need to know to improve your business or start one if you've been putting it off. It covers all aspects of business from starting, marketing, growing, managing, and everything in between, wearing all the hats. And as an added bonus, I am conducting a number of those conversations, those interviews, so you'll fit right in. Again, that's Millionaire University. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.